Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. From the Rose City in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, we are bringing you the latest updates in regenerative and stem cell medicine from around the world. It's pain-free and strong radio with Dr. Tina Moore. Welcome to Pain-Free and Strong Radio. I'm Dr. Tina Moore, and this is the annual holiday edition. My guest today, unfortunately, was sick, so she was unable to make it. But I decided I was going to trudge along without her and give you guys the information that I was hoping to deliver. Anyway, um, if you've been a listener for a long time, we did this last year. I did a very similar episode last year with another naturopathic doctor, and I want to make sure to give you guys my kind of my tips and tricks that I use to get through the holiday season. It's nothing fancy. It's probably a lot of the things you've heard me talk about in the past here, but I want to put it together and put it into context for you and how it might serve you during this holiday season. I know things can get crazy and I know they can get a little bit out of control. I want to share with you what I've been up to. Um, We're on Facebook right now. So I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I share that out to my page. Give me just one second. I want to make sure that everyone in my tribe is able to see this. I've got a little tickle in my throat. Hopefully it's nothing that's going to turn into anything. (laughs) Um, Give me just a moment. If you're seeing this on Facebook right now, go ahead and tell me who you are and where you're from. And give me just a moment to share this out to my pages. But I'd love to hear who you are, where you're from, what you're up to this holiday season. Let me see if this will load. We're on Contact Talk Radio, and we're live there. And then I'm going to share it out to my – here we go. Let me share it out to my page real quick so that my peoples can see it. But I'd love to hear from you guys. It's a gloomy Pacific Northwest morning. And I'm, you know, I kind of oddly love it. It's, it's weird. It's pretty funny. I've, I'm learning to love the rain. Do you, who else lives in the Pacific Northwest? Let me know. Give me just one moment. This is going to be a great episode. I am going to tell you basically how I handle the holidays so that I don't derail from my efforts, my diet, my way of living. Um, You know, I have autoimmune disease, which many of you know, and I have thyroid issues, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. And if I'm not super careful, 
I get into trouble. And it's not, um, you know, it's interesting. It's not, it's dose dependent. So it's, it, I can, I can play a little bit with my diet. I can play a little bit with alcohol and, you know, neglecting my sleep just a little bit, but I, I really can't do it for too long. I can't push it. So that's what I want to share with you guys. My chihuahua is here. Coco, if you can see her, she is so cute. She only has one eye. She's my little Christmas. I have many Christmas outfits that I put on her. So anyway, I just moved out of my house. I've been in my house for 10 years and I'm moving in with my boyfriend and I literally went through every single box of everything that I've ever owned ever. Not just the stuff you have in your garage from your childhood, but imagine literally going through every single item in your entire house. It took me six months and it was so hard. It was so hard and it was so stressful and it was the deepest walk down memory lane that I've ever taken. It makes me want to cry, honestly. What I came up with was what I realized, most interestingly, I was able to look back through time and put together um, my health history, to be quite honest with you. I was able to look at my health history and be like, oh, it makes so much more sense knowing what I know as an naturopathic physician and then being able to go back and, and put it together in a timeline as a story. Uh, you know, so your story is your most important asset, whether it's your health or your business, your story is, is key. So being able to put that together was really eye-opening for me. And what I realized was when I finally figured out what was going on with my health and I was able to implement the lifestyle changes necessary, everything changed. And when I derailed from those lifestyle you know, a habit or, or rituals, if you will, I got sick like that. <laughs> push, 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 push your body to the edge and then you go, right? So we all know it's coming. We just have to learn to listen. And sometimes we're struck with things out of the blue, but more often than not, there's a glimmer of it coming for a while. So anyway, I, I wanted to share that and let you know that we're all, you know, we're all human. Doctors are human. We're all human. There's none of us are superstars. I know I interview a lot of really interesting and brilliant health people on here on this show on pain free and strong, but we all fall victim to the same viruses and colds and illnesses. So anyway, on that note, what I wanted to share with you, we're not going to take a break today. We're going to go straight through. So I'm hoping you guys will pop onto Facebook over on my personal page, my professional page at Dr. Tina Moore or the Contact Talk Radio Network, and chime in and let me know. I'll pull it up on my phone so I can see, but I'd love to hear your questions and, and hear what you're up to and see if I can help you with anything when we get to that point. I can't give medical advice, but I can actually answer some pretty good questions in depth if you're interested. So let me just turn off my phone so we don't get blasted with anything. So first thing first, it's really easy to say and harder to do, but... There is absolutely no reason to stress yourself out during the holidays. I think that we all get caught up in, oh my gosh, we have to buy all these presents and then we have to get them out in time and we get, have to get them wrapped and we have to spend all this money to do it that maybe some of us don't have sometimes. I remember many a Christmas of being completely broke, um, completely broke and wondering how was I going to do it? I remember one Christmas, I had my little daughter. I just opened my practice. I'd just gone through a divorce and a bankruptcy, and I was broke. And my daughter wanted a little Nintendo Game Boy or, I don't know, the little flip-open one that was around in the early 2000s. She really wanted this, and I think it was $175, and I was so broke. 
So what we did was we made cookies in a jar. Um, you actually take all the dry ingredients and you put it in a bell jar. And then you put a little label on the jar that says to add the egg and the whatever and how to bake it. And we made gluten-free ones. And we put a little decorative top on, like just a piece of decorative fabric for Christmas and, you know, the screw-on bell jar. People, and she made all the labels and I photocopied them. So it was her little eight-year-old handwriting. And people loved them. I haven't done them since, but they were by far the best gifts I've ever given. Uh, Years prior to that, I used to make lip balm, which I have an amazing recipe for if I can find it. And I would make everybody lip balm and people love that lip balm all year long. They're like, I ran out of it. I need it again. And so it kind of became a Christmas tradition for a while, but I fell away from it when I got too busy with my practice and my in school when I was going to medical school. So there's lots of ways to get around the expense part. You don't have to buy expensive things for people. And in fact, most of us, I'll tell you after just clearing out my house, most of us have way too much crap that we do not need. So adding more junk to the pile is just, and most of us, we're not materialistic generally. Humans want connection more than they want things. So showing that you thought about them and you tried and you had a connection is a far more powerful tool. I think in the end, it's, I know it's the thought that counts and it's easier as we get older, but things are just things and things cost money and things end up in landfills. So, and I created a lot of landfill material on this move, unfortunately. So just remember that, you know, someday someone's going to have to clear out all your crap when you're dead and how much of it do you want around? Right. So think about that when you buy gifts, try to find things that are usable. I just bought my, my boyfriend just turned 50 and I just bought him this mug for his birthday, literally like two days ago. Um, it's David Bowie. And I loved it so much. And then he made me coffee in it this morning. So I don't even think he's used it yet, but it's a usable thing. So anyway, on that note, don't worry about finances. Try to just make some gifts, draw something, be artistic, um, paint something. If you're a painter, if you're a songwriter, write a song, you know, give somebody, give somebody uh, something that matters to them, you know, a drawing, a poem, whatever it is that you're into. I know it sounds cheesy and simple, but it means a lot more than buying an expensive gift that somebody is either like going to go out of style or they're going to grow out of or whatever. So there's that. Uh, don't, you know, I don't have a single decoration up. If you notice I'm in my house, I haven't gotten there yet. I will. And it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. I like to leave decorations up for a few weeks past Christmas because I really like the light. Tomorrow is the winter solstice. So happy solstice to all of you. That is, is the shortest day of the year, and it is also when the light returns. So once the solstice passes, the, light, the the days get longer, and it's the return of the light. So the way that I look at Christmas or Hanukkah or the holidays of happy holidays, however you celebrate them, it's just a return of the light, and we need the light so badly for our health. It's so critical. Even in these winter months, that's my next tip. Go outside. I have always been a hermit in the Pacific Northwest. I like to hunker down. It rains all the time, and it's really easy just to, like, cocoon and hermit. And I think going outside, even if it's just right now I'm sitting in front of my window. That's why I look so bleached out. Um, It's great light, though, you know, and I try to get it on my eyeballs. If you can get light into your eyeballs in the morning, even if it's this dreary gray Pacific Northwest light, it does wonderful things for your pineal gland which is your little hormonal center in the brain that sort of triggers your whole cascade of your hormones. It also triggers your circadian rhythm, which is your sleep-wake cycle. So really important to get sunlight or light on your into your eyeballs in the morning. So if you can go out with your dog in the morning while you let him out 
to go to the bathroom first thing. You've got your cup of coffee. If you're underneath something, something so you're not getting wet, um, stare at the light wherever it is, even if you can't find it <laughs> under all these clouds. People don't believe me. It rains for nine months out of the year here. No joke. So, And I am a sun worshiper, so this is tough on me. But it really helps to get outside in it. Put on, invest in a raincoat, just even something inexpensive, you know, put your base layers on, put a raincoat on and go for a walk, buy some cute rain boots, make it fun. Like just give it a try going to the mountain. If you have mountains near you or you have somewhere where there's sun driving there and getting a day of sun on you can be really life changing. Even if it's cold and you're in snow gear, just, I mean, this is why my snowboard and skier friends are so brilliant because they go up every weekend and they get their dose of vitamin D and they are much happier in the winter than the rest of us who stay down here in the lowlands getting under the gray skies. So something really smart to do that I'm going to take up this winter, hopefully. Um, I think resting is really critical during this period. This is a time, you know, energetically in Chinese medicine and just in just energetically, this is a lower energy time. And so going inside, really eating foods from the earth. So enjoying root vegetables, enjoying bone broths, enjoying um, the canned foods of the, the beautiful vegetables you grew in the summer. Maybe you've canned them for the winter, but consider just eating seasonally and eating what is in season. Obviously we want to have some fresh berries and some sweet things in the winter, but try to find seasonal foods as well try to find the sweetness in the root vegetables like sweet potatoes things like that those types of foods are really nourishing and they have the energy of the earth in them and that's what we need right now this time of year so it's you know if it would be like eating a hearty stew in the summer just seems weird so does eating like a tropical you know i mean if you're obviously on your vacation vacation somewhere tropical eat what's there because you're in the sun and there's the beautiful fruits there but consider eating seasonally and please, whatever you do, I know that in the winter our serotonin drops and because of that drop in serotonin, we start seeking out serotonin and where do we get it? We get it in carbohydrates, we get it in sugar, we get it in all the things that are probably not so good for us. Um, we also get it from sunlight and from exercise and so exercise is key, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but and we know that the sun isn't necessarily here depending on where you live, it's not here in the Pacific Northwest so much. So finding the sweetness out of the natural foods that you can, if you start gorging on sugar, now it's all over. People start at Halloween with the candy, and then they drop into Thanksgiving with the gluttony, and then they follow through. it. I mean, we're talking three months there, completely derailing, and no wonder people come out in January and they're like, I'm going to reset. Well, how about you just stay on track, right? Like, how about we just stay on target? And that's what I'm going to try to talk you through today and how I stay on target. It's not that hard really isn't. You do, you do not need to indulge in all that stuff. Uh, I'll tell you straight up, your gut, the microorganisms in your gut, if they are used to being fed sugar and refined starches and refined carbs, they will continue to want those foods. And so they will call to you and tell you to eat them. And it's a true story. I've had so many patients that I, hundreds of patients that I would just take through without even testing, just based on symptoms, knowing by their symptom picture that they were dealing with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or some kind of dysbiosis, some kind of leaky gut. Um, I could tell just by them saying, I have a sugar addiction, I have a sweet tooth. I can tell under ultrasound looking at people's joints if they have a sugar addiction by the way that their little bony spurs curl off. It's really interesting. And after th thousands and thousands, who knows how many joints I've looked at, um, 
it becomes pretty apparent. You can tell by the pallor in their skin. You can tell by the the texture of their skin. You can tell by the um, the tone of their tissues if they have a carbohydrate or sugar issue. I, 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 that's a whole other story, but trust me, I know these things. Uh, but if you start with the sugar, you feed the bugs, and the bugs love the sugar and the starches, the certain bugs, and they're calling to you. And so I would take people through basically like a sugar detox, and I would put them on certain herbs and supplements to kill down that organism and to basically get their microbiome and their gut in, in alignment and balance. And they would come in and they, I never say a word about sugar or food. I'd never say a word about it. I would just tell them we're cleaning up their gut and they would come in in a few weeks and they would say, it's the weirdest thing. I have no more sugar cravings. I was like, yep, those are the bugs in your gut telling you that you want to eat them or that you want to eat the things that they want to eat. If that makes sense. They're, they're beckoning you to feed them. So just like my little dog this morning who pulled me out of bed because she was ready to go. She wanted to eat. That's what the bugs in your gut are doing. If you keep feeding them the crappy food, they will continue to proliferate and they will continue to cause you to feel like you don't have a lot of self-control. But I'm telling you, it's not your fault. It's the bugs in your gut. So stop feeding them, starve them, the foods that they want, the refined sugars and refined starches, and you will find that you won't want them so much. On that note, if you start at Halloween with a candy or you start at Thanksgiving with a candy and you start in really mowing down on sugar and carbs, you're going to continue to want sugar and carbs. And there it goes. It just keeps perpetuating. If you start mixing sugar with fat and salt, your brain gets hijacked and it is the best for the joy of your brain, but it is the worst for your overall health. Just know that when you start combining those delicious flavors, a really great resource on this is Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf great book. Check it out. He talks about how we're wired to want those things. We're wired to want sugar combined with fat, combined with salt. So those pastries, those sweet, delicious, fatty, glutinous pastries, especially if they have a little bit of a salt taste to them, um, that's a pretty perfect recipe for brain hijack. So just know that you're choosing to put these foods in your mouth and they are hijacking your brain to want more. And I know for myself, once I start, and I'd love to hear from you, post below on the Facebook uh, live. If you start eating these, don't you just want more? Like the more I eat of it, the more I want it. The minute it's those, you know, every year for me, it's those damn little peanut butter cookies my mom makes me with the chocolate kisses on the top. (laughs) That's it. They're salty, they're sweet, they're fatty, and they have chocolate. Now, chocolate's a whole different, dark chocolate's not so bad for you. And if you've heard any of my other talks about them or it, you'll know that I'm a big fan of dark chocolate. It's low in sugar, but man, that combination is like the end of me. And she'll bring me a plate of them and she'll say, Oh, just put them in your freezer. And like the plate's gone because they're bite-sized. So like pop, pop, pop and on it goes. And that's the beginning of the end for me. And then I just start gorging myself on foods that I don't normally eat. And then I wonder why I feel so horrible. The first symptom I get is anxiety crazy anxiety. I wake up with anxiety. I go to bed with anxiety. My brain races all night. Um, especially if there's alcohol combined in there, it is the perfect recipe for me for anxiety because it lights my brain up. And if you haven't, if you haven't checked it out on Instagram, go to my Instagram at Dr. Tina and check out my last, there's a post of me and my boyfriend on his birthday, but check out the six posts prior to that. Cause I did a whole series on brain inflammation. The whole point of that was to 
drive that into a conversation about pain, which I haven't gotten to yet because there was so much content there to share with you, but it's really my story of depression and anxiety and how I figured it out and got out of it. And it's about neuroinflammation. I'm going to do a whole series on this podcast about that as well so that I can explain it and break it down for you because 20 years later, that picture of neuroinflammation leads to chronic pain. I've seen it countless times with patients. I live it. So just know that when your brain's on fire and your gut's lit up and it wants you to feed it the junk and that's feeding back to your brain and the whole thing pretty much becomes becomes out of your control. The best thing you can do is stop, push the, the pastries away, push the sweet junky foods away, don't eat them. If you do eat them, make a deal with yourself that you'll have one and make it worth it. So if I do indulge in a dessert, it better be worth it. If I'm going to put a bite of something in my mouth, I try it. I may order a piece of cake. It may be a $6 slice of cake at a restaurant. I put a bite in my mouth. If it's not worth it, I'm that's it. I'm not eating it. It totally needs to be worth it because I know that it's totally going to derail me. So I will not put subpar. If it's not what I'm after, it needs to be like a certain chocolatey richness for me personally. And that's my go-to. And if it doesn't do it, uh, it's gone. I won't eat it. So just, and I'll ask the, the waiter, they'll say, oh, uh, they'll say, you know, I'll say, what do you have for dessert? And I'll list it off and I'll say, I, this looks interesting. Uh, is it worth it? And it, the look on their face tells you every time they'll be like, mm, not really. I'm like, okay, well then forget it. I'm not going to forget the calories. I'm not even worried about calories. I, I mean, that those are something to be concerned about if you're trying to lose weight, but I'm just more concerned that it's, I know this is going to derail my appetite for the day. I know it's going to surge my insulin. I know it's going to set me on the path of wanting and craving more of that. So it damn well better be worth it or it's not going in the hole. So that's just how I work. Um, I've also convinced myself I've programmed just like the world is. So the world is programming you by the way, social media is programming you. Television's programming you. There's a reason why those yummy, salty, fatty burgers show up at 11 o'clock at night when you're watching a television show. Like these are strategically placed to derail your efforts. They want you to want them and they want you to want them more. And once you start eating them, you're going to want more of the same. So it's all a big thing. And I figure I might as well program myself. So I have programmed myself when I walk into Starbucks and I look at that pastry counter, you know, I literally for years just would walk in and be like, that's poison. That's poison in my body. And I told myself that so much that now anytime I walk into a coffee shop, I'm like, oh, poison. It's the first thing I say to myself in my head. It's just like subconscious now, like, oh, poison. So I don't go for it because every once in a while I'll have one, but it darn well better be worth it. Just some thoughts. I just did a episode a few weeks ago on inflammatory arthritis. I really encourage you to watch it because, or listen to it. I'm sorry, I didn't do a live. I encourage you to listen to it because I talk all about joint pain and inflammatory arthritis and how it's driven by so many different factors, including your gut as a huge one. So this all ties together into my pain-free and strong overlying theme. All right, so resting, coming back to that. Really give yourself permission to rest because this is a stressful time and stress is underappreciated and stress will exhaust you and it will drive your adrenal status into the toilet. So really giving yourself opportunity to rest when you need to. Uh, Taking power naps is an awesome idea. Just You can meditate if you want. Every time I try to meditate in the middle of the day, I fall asleep. So 
because I need it. So that's, that's fine with me. I've given up on uh, beating myself up over that. If that's what my body wants to do, if it wants to check out for a few minutes, great. My brain's happy for that. So just rest, like give yourself permission to rest and lay down, set a timer. I was talking to some guys at my boyfriend's birthday party the other night. These guys are musicians. They're in their fifties. They have been leading, you know, a dual life for decades and learning how to do it. So like they have day jobs and they are musicians. So they play late into the night. So there's a lot of circadian disruption. And I was like, how do you guys stay so handsome? Like these are good looking guys. They don't look like rock and roll has beat them up. And they were like power naps. And one was saying that 17 minutes was his sweet spot. Another was saying he does really well right around 20. Um, Some people do really well around 10. And so just there's even napping apps that you can check out and they will lull you to sleep and they will gently wake you back up with sounds or voices. So check that out. Like take your naps during the day. It's If you can't take a nap and you're at work, at least find a place to lay down on your back and put your feet up against the wall. Just put your feet up on the wall, lay on your back with your kind of your butt up against the wall and give yourself five, 10, 15 minutes that way and let the blood rush back into your head. Uh, it's a great way to reset. So just give yourself permission to rest during all the stressful times. It'll help your immune system immensely. It'll help your psyche like your whole psyche overall mood immensely. Uh, remember to go outside just to reiterate that that's also a wonderful opportunity to disconnect and just go take a walk. Even if you've got a raincoat on, it's a great thing about dogs. They sort of force you outside and then uh, workouts. So working out critical. I just took a two week hiatus from the gym because I was so busy trying to get out of that house that I just moved out of. And I was so stressed out. I didn't want to take two weeks. I think a week would have been great. Actually, I have to, you know, I'm almost 45 and sometimes I need a full week off. My joints just appreciate it. Truly. I know that I talk about strength training being really good for your joints. And while it is key, uh, rest is also key and regeneration and healing. So if, if one of my joints is nagging me, it's probably something I did. If a few of my joints are nagging me, it's probably I'm not eating enough collagen or protein. I'm probably not resting enough. And so I will reset by getting enough protein in and taking that week off and letting my body adapt and heal, right? It's, it's natural prolotherapy for your body to stress it and then rest it. That's how it works. So that's how all organisms are built. We got to stress them and we got to rest them. So workouts are key. What, however you want to work out, just, you know, don't overdo it. Consider that this is a, this is a downtime. This is when a lot of people go back into the gym and they, they, they will tend to, my dog's pushing on me to pet her. They'll ramp down their cardio and they'll ramp up their strength training because, you know, it's cold outside and being in the gym is warmer for some people. Uh, if you live in a wintry wonderland like Colorado, I'm sure you're probably doing lots of outside cardio, which is awesome. And that's great, like skiing and long distance skiing and snowshoeing and all those wonderful activities. It doesn't matter. Just get your blood pumping, get your lymph flowing. That will help your immune system mobilize where it needs to go. If it's stuck in your lymph nodes and you're not moving and you're stagnant and you're eating sugar and you're getting inflamed and you're getting doughy and you're getting, you know, you're being very sedate, that your immune system needs to travel through its correct avenues and it can't get there if you don't get blood there and you don't get lymph flow with that blood. The only way lymph flows is with movement. So if you're not moving, your lymph isn't flowing and you need your lymph to get your immune system doing what it needs to do so that you can stay well. If you've got congested glands or a congested head, the kind of the rule in naturopathic medicine is if it's from the clavicle or the collarbones up, 
you should go do cardio. You should go do something to sweat and uh, really get that moving, get that congestion moving. That doesn't mean kill yourself and tank your immune system. It means just get it moving. It makes a huge difference. If it's at the clavicle or below and it's deep in the lungs, that's a, that's a problem. And that's a, that's a job for rest and seeing your doctor, making sure you don't have bronchitis or pneumonia. I got pneumonia last year, as you know, for months and it was, oh, it was horrible. So anyway, those are some tips there on workouts. I don't care how you work out. I just want you to move. I think it's critical. Otherwise you'll get stagnant and that sucks. On the workout tip, if, so for me, when I was not able to work out for two weeks because I was so busy with the move, instead I really took advantage. I have a little pop-up sauna. I sell them if you're interested, but I, you know, you can buy saunas anywhere, everywhere. I have a little <clears throat> pop-up unit. It folds down readily. It zips up and your head sticks out. It's awesome far infrared unit. And I basically just say, I got to go cook myself now. And what that means is I got to get in there for 10, 15, 20 minutes and I got to crank that heat up and I cook myself. I'm not- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Brizo, at your local Ferguson showroom. Not even considering like the benefits of sweating in the sauna. I am literally trying to cook my body. I'm trying to create hyperthermia. There are a lot of health benefits to hyperthermia. And so I do a 20 minute cook session. I go bake myself in that sauna. And then I might do alternating hot and cold with a shower. I'll often follow that with a bath, a tempid bath. So, So two ways to take a bath. That leads me into baths. I love baths. I love saunas. I think they're great. If you're doing them at the gym, hop out and like blast yourself with cold water, dry off, hop back in the sauna, do that a few times. That's really good old school hydrotherapy, really wonderful naturopathic therapy. That's how I do it. I'll do as much, I'll, I'll sit in the sauna until I can't handle it anymore. I'll go take a cold shower or as cool as I can handle. Depends on your vitality. I may not even be able to submerge my whole body in the cold shower because it's too much. I'll just get my arms and legs and then dry off, get back in the sauna, repeat that three times, always end with cold. You'll go home and sleep like a baby. If you're taking baths, two ways to take a bath. One is tempid water. So just tempid, not hot, not cold, tempid. That's a really calming temperature for your immune system. Again, old school naturopathic hydrotherapy. Uh, really calming temperature for your immune, your nervous system and your immune system. It just kind of calms your nervous system down. It's lovely. Second way to take a bath, one of my favorites, is I get it as hot as I can handle, and then I stay in there until it is almost too cold. And that seems to work really well for me because what I'm doing is I'm vasodilating with the hot which means you're opening your blood vessels and then you're vasoconstricting with the cold, no matter how you do hydrotherapy, you're vasoconstricting with the cold and you're keeping all that blood tight in there. So I end it with a vasoconstriction basically. And I know there's different ways to do this and there's 
there's a million different opinions, but either time I take a bath, I put so much Epsom salt in that I float almost. It just, I, I put in so much that it burns literally like handfuls and handfuls and handfuls and handfuls to the point where it does not want to dissolve in the water anymore. And that is the ultimate Epsom salt, you know, titration for me. And I soak in there until all the badness is soaked out and all the goodness is soaked in. And I want all that magnesium to soak into my skin and get into my body. And it is amazing. I feel so much better. And I joke when my daughter was little, I would say we're soaking the badness out because she would get so ornery and so mean sometimes. And I put her in an Epsom salt bath, maybe not that dense of a salt bath, but I put her in some Epsom salt and she, by the time she came out, the water was brown and she'd be giggling. And I'd say, see, that's all the bad mood right there. We soaked all the bad mood out. It's really important for women, I believe, to soak very often, if not nightly. Um, Take your phone in there, a book, candles, however you want to do it. Put some music on, whatever you want to do. Have a notebook. I think some really great ideas download into me when I'm in the bath. That's kind of my time when I get all the great ideas. And so it's important to have, I have a soggy old wet notebook that I take notes in. Um, I think women really need water submersion. It's part of our oxytocin. Uh, boosting benefits of being a woman, we need water submersion. I know men can benefit from it too, but water submersion is huge. You can even buy one of those little things that cover your uh, you know, the drain, it's not the drain, it's the sort of release valve or whatever the, on the bath that if you get the water level too high, it drains out. You can buy a thing to cover that so that you can get your bath even deeper. So I, I'm like, and then get a bath pillow. I'm at a professional bath level. <laughs> I buy 20 pound bags of Epsom salt from Amazon and have them drop shipped to my house. And I go through them like that. So if they're not expensive, your bath can be a really great ritual for you. And for women especially, I cannot reiterate this. It's, it's critical. So um, I think you'll find it does amazing things for your nervous system and that magnesium from the Epsom salts getting into your skin and into your body is a wonderful delivery system. So that's my other tip that will keep you. That's your rest, right? It's for stress because you're up there sometimes for an hour and it's your time. It means don't bug me like no kids in there. No, partners, nobody, everyone leave me alone. I'm going to take my bath. If you're going to come in, you better come in with good energy and you better close the door behind you because I got the room temperature just perfect and I don't want anyone letting the heat out. (laughs) So you can have, you can instill those boundaries in your life too. So we've talked about rest. We've talked about workouts. We've talked about sugar and carbohydrates and like really not giving into that sweet tooth because your sweet tooth is being driven by your sweet tooth. The more you indulge it, the more you will continue to want more, right? So be careful and cognizant of that. Um, If you do have gut dysbiosis, go see a good naturopathic doctor. You can find a naturopath at the website naturopathic.org. Find someone close to you. If you cannot find a naturopathic doctor, look for a functional medicine physician. They're trained differently, but they also have that root cause mentality. And, you know, when is there a treatment approach? And either way, they can help you get your gut into balance so that you're not in, you're not being controlled by the organisms in your gut. The organisms in your gut are controlling your brain, bottom line. So you want to make sure to get that handled and make sure that you're not, you know, living in the sugar craving cycle because you've got bugs in your gut that want you to eat more sugar. All right. So now here's some tips and tricks going into our second half hour. Parties. Christmas parties, right? There's so many events. There's so many opportunities. There's cookies at the gym. There's cupcakes in the office. There's sweets all over the place. I'm telling you, people who eat sweets want you to eat sweets with them. 
it's a drug, flat out sugar. So most drugs hit certain centers of your brain. So meth does something different. Alcohol does something different. Different alcohols, types do different things. So red wine affects your brain differently than whiskey, for instance, which affects you differently than tequila. They all do different things to your blood sugar. Uh, All of these are drugs. Dark chocolate is a drug. Food is a drug. Drugs are drugs. Marijuana is a drug. They all hit different neurotransmitters and different brain centers. I'm sitting kind of catawampy. That's why my shoulders are all imbalanced. Um, Different drugs affect different centers of your brain. Sugar lights up your whole brain. It is the ultimate brain hack in a bad way. So don't give it a chance to. It literally, people who are addicted to sugar want you to be addicted with them. And they give it to you in the form of love. Here, I love you. Have these sweets I made for you, which I totally get. But I grew up in a house where like baking was love. And as much as I love my mother and all of her yummy baked goods, every time I eat them, it destroys my gut and I feel horrible. So be cognizant of that. Don't push your addiction on everyone else. (laughs) And be careful about indulging your addiction when it's all over the office, right? Just don't, if you start, you won't stop. So be, be careful. Don't grab that cup. Don't grab just one because you'll want to go back into that room and get a second one. Be careful with the sweets. Be careful when you walk into parties. How do I do it? I always work out before I go to a party. I try to just, it lowers my stress and anxiety and I will start to eat because I have some social anxiety sometimes. And so I will try to get a workout in prior. That definitely sets the tone in my brain. and keeps me calm. Um, I eat before I go. So I always, I just went to my boyfriend's, birthday party and I didn't know what was I did not know what I was going to encounter there I didn't know if there's going to be cakes or sweets or what so I ate a high protein meal before I went and then I actually took him to dinner and we ate more protein <laughs> we had steak but I did eat something before I went so that I would not indulge and I also ate protein before I went to eat the steak dinner which is crazy I didn't eat too much just a little bit but I didn't want to walk into the steakhouse and have that big thing of bread put in front of me and just I knew I wanted a little bit of it but I didn't want to eat all of it so I was really careful not to go into the steakhouse starving I know people save their appetites for the big feast but I don't I eat a little bit before I go to the big feast and that keeps me thin and healthy and happy and it keeps my body composition into in a good balance um, if I walk into any event hungry I will just start to eat all the chips and all the yummy things and there you go which is what we all do and it's that's what starts to derail our efforts um, so I eat before I go I know it's it sounds terrible because you want to go in hungry for your mom's best cooked meal, but just trust me, have a protein shake, do a little something, have a little something, maybe half a little protein bar, whatever, have some protein, maybe a little bit of fat before you walk in, even a little bit of salt will help just all of that will set your palate so that it's it's satiated so that you don't walk in and go, oh my gosh, potato chips and spinach dip and all those are all the things that totally wreck me. Um, Drink water between alcoholic beverages. This is a really good rule. And it's a good rule any day of the year. And it's one that I forget too often. Um, As I get older, I'm like, oh, I'm not really a heavy drinker. I don't drink that much. I'll just have a second drink. I'll be fine. Nope. Trust me. I've gone back to this recently and it's really a good rule. Get a glass of soda water between every drink. So have a drink, have a glass of soda water. And you can even get soda water with a lime and then nobody will be bugging you. They think it's a cocktail. So then no one, I don't know what the weird thing is with people on alcohol. They always want to push more alcohol on you. It's so weird. It's like, oh, 
you're not drinking here, drink more. And it, it baffles me. So don't, don't be a pushy alcohol person because honestly that pisses me off whenever I'm not drinking and people are like, Oh, just have one. It's weird. People want you to indulge their addiction with them. I get it. We all have, and I mean addiction in the nicest way. I have my own addictions. I have my addictions to dark chocolate. I have my addictions to, you know, certain things. And I try to keep my vices healthy, <laughs> as healthy as I can. Uh, but it's like, oh yeah, come on, have one with me. And I get it. I get that's human nature, but be cognizant of that because sometimes people aren't drinking, but a good hack is soda water with a lime because the people think you're having alcohol. So just pace your drinks with a glass, a tall glass, like a pint glass. And you will be, you'll thank me the next day. Keep your alcohol quality high. Uh, get, stay away from well alcohol unless you're in a really nice establishment. Spring for the more expensive alcohol. This was a rule that I gave myself when I was in my 20s when I didn't have any money. And I'm really glad I started because the difference between cheap alcohol and good alcohol can make or break you the next day. I love B12 and I love a B complex when I come home at night after I have had some alcohol. I drink a big glass of water and take my B vitamins and go to bed. That really helps. Alcohol is poison. Straight up, it turns into aldehydes in your body, and your body has to clear the aldehydes, and aldehydes are poisonous to your cells. So the B vitamins help quench those aldehydes and get them out of your system better. So water between drinks, one glass of water or a bottle of water, just just whoever your partner is or whoever your buddy is at the party, just make sure they are, if they're, that's what happens. They go get you stuff. That's when I get in trouble is when everyone wants to buy me a drink, and then the next thing I know, I'm I'm a mess and I didn't intend to ever get that way. Another thing to be cognizant of at parties and dinner parties is wine. I did this once actually at a martini party and I have never been so sick. It's when they continuously keep refilling your glass before it's empty. Don't do it. Don't let them. Don't turn your back on that glass. Don't turn your back on your drinks at all, ladies. People like to roofie drinks. It's a real thing and it's not fun. Even older ladies get roofied. At couples I've seen, I've heard about getting roofied couples at, at a party getting roofied together. So be cognizant of your drink always, but don't let your wine glass get half full and have them refill it. That is the kiss of death and it will destroy you. And then you'll start eating more and the whole thing goes to hell in a handbasket. And then you wake up the next day feeling like you're going to die and you don't know why. <laughs> so make sure that glass gets, tell whoever is serving like, and tell whoever's next to you like, Hey, please don't let them fill this without it being empty. And so I keep my glass. I have to make sure it's empty before I let them. If they're coming around, I'll just put my napkin on it and I'll wait. And then it's empty. And then they'll say, would you like another glass of wine? That way I can gauge. I know how much I can handle in alcohol without feeling awful. And that is different for each alcohol type. And it's different for each day of the night, depending on how much I've eaten, how much I've slept, how stressed I am, et cetera. Be cognizant of that. Um, And then my last tip is to enjoy the lights. Like just enjoy all the lights around you and enjoy the people. Spend time with people. This is a time to to connect with people and don't hole up in your house like I used to. I'll be straight with you. Eight years ago, my mentor told us on New Year's Day of 2010 that he had cancer and it's going to make me cry and that he was going to be fine and everything was going to be fine. And I remember clearly feeling like everything is not going to be fine. And it was not fine. Um, but that pretty much ruined Christmas for me for the last eight years. I got to say last year was a decent Christmas, but I have, I had up until last year, I had been so sad at Christmas time every year. And 
I know that a lot of his friends and family feel the same way. He also used to have an annual Christmas party that brought us all together every year. So we got to see everybody and he was the glue and that has since ceased. And that was one of the highlights of the year was Rick's annual Christmas party. So Christmas is like taken a tanker for me until recently. Um, last year was awesome. I have a beautiful vintage tinsel Christmas tree. That's so aluminum. It's so beautiful. It was so ridiculously expensive years ago. And I, I, every year I, it actually went into storage for like eight years. And every year I think about that tree and last year I finally put it back up and it was so beautiful. So I'm going to do that this evening. I'm going to get my tree back up and I'm super excited. And, you know, enjoy it. Like this is a time of light and it's a time of friendship and it's a time to sit inside and enjoy your friends and get outside when you can and get some light and, you know, because life is short and it could be gone tomorrow. So you might as well enjoy the seasons while you can. And for those of you who've lost loved ones and Christmas is hard, I understand, but don't isolate yourself. Find joy, find find family, find, even if you don't have a family or a big family, go find other people's family to spend time with. Just get out there. You know, one of the nicest things that, was done for me when I went through a really terrible divorce when I was in medical school was um, my friend Steve Daner had a event. I thought, that'll make me cry too. I was so sad and alone and I had a little girl and I was broke and he had a wonderful Christmas event and he invited us all and we all just came and had a wonderful time. And I was like, I got to have his family for the morning, <laughs> you know, like our dinner. I can't remember, but we got to have, you know, I got to have like that feeling of family around me and, you know, if you have the opportunity to open your home to people to visit or just have a cup of tea, please do that because people need connection right now. Um, quick tip, because I don't want to forget, I love this product and I'm not trying to push products, but I want to share with you elderberry. You've probably heard about this is called immunoberry liquid. I'll give you the link if you want it. Elderberry is an antiviral, uh, potent antiviral. It's a wonderful, wonderful supplement to take. It's super safe. If you OD on it, the worst thing that'll happen is you're going to get diarrhea. Don't worry, like too much of the elderberry or the berry comp, you know, anytime you find these really yummy berry tinctures or berry um, syrups, they will give you diarrhea if you take too much. But I love elderberry. It's been proven to be more effective at fighting the flu than just about anything. So I encourage you to Find some elderberry at your local store, or I'll, I'll share the link here. I'll share it on the podcast page too. Um, this one I love because my other favorite thing for fighting off sickness in the winter is mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms like reishi and cordyceps. I love medicinal mushrooms. And so this product has mushrooms in it and it's got, yeah, it's got shiitake and maitake and astragalus root, which is a wonderful adaptogenic herb, and then the elderberry extract. So it's all in one for me here. And I just, I make a treat out of it. I do a couple dropperfuls into some mineral water and I do that twice a day. And so far, knock on wood, so far so good. I haven't gotten sick, but I, I do my kind of ritualistic elderberry. I don't fall off. The other thing I do, and you can find this at any health food store, is a xylitol spray. Xylitol is a natural sugar alcohol that is antibacterial and antiviral, but it's also a biofilm buster. And what happens for many of us, I had chronic sinusitis for decades, like ending up on antibiotics constantly for them for decades. It was horrible. Xylitol breaks down the biofilm. What a biofilm is, is organisms basically create this gooey, sticky film that they hide themselves in and they create like a super complex. It's like the Borg. It's scary. They actually, other organisms, other different bacteria will combine and they create this like super biofilm where they communicate and exchange information through it to each other 
different types of bacteria even, not even the same. And they live in this biofilm. And so you can take med- medications if you end up sick, which I do not, you know, obviously antibiotics are not a great idea um, unless you're dying, but the, the, the antibiotic can't bust through the biofilm and all the herbs can't bust through the biofilm. So xylitol is a biofilm buster. And that was key for me. So there's a product called, um, it's a xylitol nasal spray and you can either buy packets of it and put it in your neti pot or it just comes already pre-mixed in a sprayer. And I do three shots in each nostril twice a day. And I drink my elderberry immunoberry complex with the mushrooms twice a day. And that has made a huge difference for me. So, and if I skip it, I start to notice it. So the dry air from all the heat and coming in and out from the cold and into the heat and the cold will do a number on your respiratory system. Uh, As you know, like I feel the same way in the summer when I'm in Arizona and I go into the air conditioning and come out and all of that forced air, whether it's air conditioning or heat, but especially if it's heat because it dries you out. And when your mucous membranes get dried out, they are way more prone to infection. They're way more prone to viruses, bacteria, you know, so having a humidifier on in the house, if your house is really dry, can be helpful. Or if you're using a dehumidifier, don't dehumidify your house too much. My legs going to sleep. I'm moving. Um, but I like my xylitol spray. I like my, my elderberry extract product. And those two things have really helped me. So that I'm going to see if anyone has any questions really quick, because I want to, I really want to, I really want to interact with you guys and see if you have any particular questions or anything I can help you with on all of these tips and tricks. Or if you have any tips and tricks that you'd like to share, Facebook is loading slowly. Give me a moment here. I've got this going on like four different pages. So I got to see what's, what's happening. Well, I got some engagement, but let's see if anyone is, I'm going to go to my main page here, my profile page. I'd love to hear from you guys. Oh, it's not loading up for me so well. Let me try one more thing real quick and see. I can always answer them after the fact too. We've got about 10 minutes and I want to make sure to. Yeah, it's not loading up for me. So let me think of some other tips and tricks that I do. And I'd love to hear from you. If you can go over to the contact radio network and engage me here that's going to be the page that i'm going to stay on here and i would love to to see what you guys are needing or wanting um tips and other tips and tricks i use let's see so humidifier i mentioned you oh you can also put a plate uh, like a pyrex that handles heat really well you can put a a plate uh, on your if you don't have a humidifier you can put a plate pyrex plate on your burner put a little bit of water in there and then turn the heat on low and that will humidify your air, which I think is also another awesome thing. Don't forget to open your windows in the winter. If you can, at least once a week, open the windows up. I know it's going to let all the cold air in, but open the windows up and blast. Try to get a cross current. Viruses and bacteria love to live inside your house where the air gets dry and stagnant. So go ahead and blast your house with some fresh air, open the doors, get some fresh air in, get a cross current going in. I think that's really critical. It's going to help a ton to kind of keep, keep the, the viruses and bacteria at bay. Don't rub your eyes. 
That's a huge one. Your nose and your eyes are basically open mucous membranes. And if you have viruses or, you know, people are gross and they don't wash their hands. It's amazing to me how few people actually wash their hands. And men, sorry, they've done studies. Men in particular do not wash their hands in the restroom. It's not so much you touching your own parts. That's gross. It's touching the door handle to the stall or the door handle on the way out of the restroom. So I always wash my hands and I keep my paper towels in my hands and I open the door with that. And then I throw the paper, I like lean over, you know, hold the door open with my foot and throw the paper towel away. Don't touch handles. Handles are super filthy. Airplanes, the tray table that comes down, super filthy. Handles on the airplanes, super filthy. It's really not too much to take a wipe out. I don't do it. I should, probably should, but I know people who travel with little, you know, disinfectant wipes and they wipe their the tray table down and they wipe the handles down, the armrests, the buttons for the volume, the buttons on the television screen on the backs of the airplane seats. All of those things are just super contaminated, and basically, it's sharing other people's flus right? You're sharing other people's flu viruses and other viruses and bacteria. So that's how people are getting sick. And then they rub their eyes or they rub their, you know, they go to pick their nose or touch the inside of their nose because they might have a little tickle. Your cell phones are filthy. Wipe them down regularly. I've got this, I love this safe sleeve unit that I have here that I'm showing. Um, This actually keeps the EMF away from you and the radiation away from your head. But also, it can pick up a lot of particulate matter. So I'll wipe this whole thing down with antibacterial wipes. There are natural antibacterial wipes that you can use if you don't want to use chemicals. So just be cognizant of that. And I'm trying to think of other ways to avoid getting sick. Public transportation is a hub of, of illness. So if you are feeling unwell, you might want to consider taking an Uber or a Lyft and avoiding you know, riding around in a a busy bus or an airplane. Um, Also, the airplane condenses the air. We just took the train to Seattle, my daughter and I, for the weekend. And uh, that was a really enjoyable process because there was no condensed air. We were just on a train. Well, I realized we're in a controlled space. It was not the same as an airplane. And, you know, viruses love dry dry air with lots of people around. That's they, They need their host to reproduce. So... Avoiding, if you're sick, don't go out. Uh, This whole thing that we have in our society of, it drives me crazy, of this, you know, go to work no matter what. If you have the flu and you go to work, you're just going to give everybody the flu. And that's a terrible thing to do. So be cognizant of that. If you have the flu or you're not feeling well, it is so much better for you to stay home, take a day or two off. You'll recover much faster because you're not pushing yourself and you won't contaminate the entire office. But when people push themselves and force themselves to come into work when they're not feeling well, it really, uh, it's a huge disservice. You're, you, you're, you're, you're impacting potentially immunocompromised people or they're getting sick and going home and making their family sick. So you really don't understand the plague you're spreading. If you're not feeling well, stay home, just avoid, please avoid going to work, avoid, don't go to the mall, stay home, shop on Amazon. There's my other Christmas tip. I know some people, my boyfriend hates Amazon. He's completely against my dogs on my lap. He's completely against it, but I am a huge fan of Amazon. And I think having Amazon prime is probably the best thing I've ever done for Christmas. And you can get all your presents delivered to you and you don't have to go to the mall. You don't have to stress out and be around the crowds. I do not enjoy that at all. Uh, Let me know if you enjoy it. I'd love to hear from you, but I, I am not a big fan. So I try to keep myself away from the crowds, away from the stress, away from the traffic. Uh, I'll take public, 
I'll take Lyft or Uber. I'll take, I'll take the max train here in Portland, or I just, I don't want to drive into the epicenter of chaos when I'm trying to keep my stress low. It's all about keeping your cortisol low and healthy. So avoiding places where there's crowds, if that makes you anxious or triggers you is also not a bad idea. If you feel like you're coming down with something and you don't want to get sicker, or you don't want to spread more sickness. That's the other thing. If you go into a crowded place when you're not feeling well, you're going to compound the effect of the illness that you're already carrying. So you're sick, you don't feel good, you go to the mall, and now you're around more sick people with other types of viruses, and you're more prone to catch them. That's why people like last year, people kept getting sick and then finding themselves sick right away afterwards. It's not the same strain that's taking you out. It's you being immunocompromised and then being being exposed to some other virus or sickness and your body's not at a place where it can handle it. So you get a second thing or a third thing. I know that that was happening last year in Portland. People were getting repeated. This cough thing would never go away. So nobody was really getting totally better. And then they go accumulate extra other illnesses, right? Along with that. So be cognizant of that. Also know back to the sugar If you eat sugar, your immune cells act like they're drunk for about five hours. So eating chronic sugar, not great if you're trying to protect your immune system. Um, And then make sure that you keep yourself healthy by doing all the other things I mentioned. With that, we got to go. Thank you so much. This is Pain-Free and Strong Radio. I'm Dr. Tina Moore. You can check out more tips and tricks in my book at drtina.com. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. We won't be here next week. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you the week after Christmas. You've been listening to Pain-Free and Strong Radio with Dr. Tina Moore. Dr. Tina offers a wide range of online courses for both physicians and to the public. To learn more or to work with her as a patient, visit her online at www.drtina.com. That's D-R-T-Y-N-A.com.